Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Inna alhamdulillah nahtaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillah falamudillalah wa man yudlil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah al-ahadul qahhar wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullah haqqa tuqatih Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Taala alone. We seek His help, His assistance and guidance in all things. He whom Allah Taala guides, there is none that can misguide Him. And He whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide Him, except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashmi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 17 in our reading of a tafsir. Today we cover the fifth verse of Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says Ula'ika ala hudam min rabbihim wa ula'ika humul muflihun It is they who are upon guidance from their Lord and they are the successful Imam Al-Baghawi rahimahullah who died in the year 516 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he says about ulaik. He says that this means those, and what it entails is that those that are described with this characteristic, those who are described with this characteristic. This means that this verse is a continuation of the verses that came before. That this verse here is a continuation of the previous verses. That. Those who believe in the unseen, those who establish the prayer, those who give in charity from their wealth, those who believe, those who believe in what was revealed to an Nabi wasallam and those before an Nabi wasallam and those who believe in the hereafter. How many did we just say? How many things did we just say? Five. Five. The belief in the unseen is the first. The second is the establishment of the prayer. The third, those who give in charity from their wealth. The fourth, those who believe in what was revealed unto Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and those that were revealed to those before you. And the fifth is those who believe in the hereafter. This is all that was being mentioned in the last two previous verses. Okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about all of them, those who do all of this, they are upon guidance and success. They are upon guidance and success. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year 671 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said that our scholars, our ulama they have stated in the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala min rabbihim from their Lord is a refutation upon the qadariyya is a refutation upon the qadariyya in their credo belief that they create their own faith and guidance. So, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he continues and he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from their statements. And if it was 
had how they had stated Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have said Ulaika ala hudan min anfusihim that they are upon guidance from themselves, from themselves, not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here, this verse over here, because it says Ulaika ala hudan min rabbihim that these people, whoever are upon these characteristics, they're upon guidance. Who's the guidance from? From their Lord. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says this is a refutation upon who? The Qadariyya. Because they say that everything comes from them. They create their destiny and they create their guidance and they create their actions. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he made mention of this earlier in Surah Al-Fatiha, but I thought we'd take this after when we cover this and when we go over the beliefs of Iman as we did in the previous weeks. But he mentioned in Ihdina Surat Al-Mustaqeen, guide us upon the straight path. He said something very, very interesting about this refutation, about, uh, about this issue. He said, this is a refutation. Which verse are we talking about? Idhina Surat Al-Mustaqim. He says, this is a refutation upon the Qadariyya. Same, con- same con- comment over here that's made on this verse. He says, this is a refutation upon the Qadariyya and the Mu'tazila and the Imamiyya. Who are the Imamiyya? Hey, the Shia, Ithna Ashariya, the 12 Imams, right? The ones who follow, the 12 Imams. And Sheikh bin Baz says that they are Akhbath, they are the most disgusting of the Shia, right? And then he says, and Nusayriya as well. Moving on. He says, this over here, Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim, this is a refutation upon the Qadariya, the Mu'tazila, and the Imamiya, because they hold the creedal belief that humans, in their desire alone, his wants alone is enough for actions to be done by him. If he wants it, he can do it. Regardless of it being sins or worship. This is based on their belief that the human creates his actions. That the humans create his actions. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he continues and says, and indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared them to be upon falsehood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is declaring them to be upon falsehood. Because in this verse, they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance upon the straight path. If the matter, he says, who are we saying? Is the he? Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah. He says, if the matter was as they desire, who are they? The three. The Qadariyya. The Imamiyya. And Mu'tazila. He says, if it was as they desire, if it was in their hands, and not with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they would not ask for the guidance. They would not ask for the guidance. Nor would they repeat this request in every prayer. Nor their hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to push away that which is evil, and that which opposes guidance, as in the following verse, سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ the path upon that which you are pleased with, not the path upon those who you are angered with, or not those who are led astray. He says, in the verse, Surat al-Ladina, in the verse, just as they ask for guidance, Surat al-Mustaqim, and then Surat al-Ladina namta alayhim, guide us to the straight path, and the path upon those who you are pleased with, he says, they also ask not to be led astray. Not to be of the path who are led astray, like who did we say they are? Uh, the, who are maghdub Those who are, Allah is angered with? The Jews. And who are? Waladdalin and Nasara, the Christians. So over here, subhanAllah, this is something essential for us to comprehend. The guidance 
is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately. It is ultimately in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have been guided by Allah and you do not hold guidance in your hands. You do not have the ability to guide yourself or others. You have free choice and whatnot. But ultimately, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who guides those he wants. Ultimately, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who guides who he wants to guide. And you are not forced to do anything. You are not forced to do anything. But ultimately, you do not create it, yani guidance, by your wish. Okay? Now, this is the mindset of a Muslim and his creed that every single blessing, he attributes it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In especially the greatest blessing upon a person. What is it? Islam. Alright? And then Thabat. And then Iman. All of these things. It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is the greatest blessing that a person can have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He makes mention of something very similar to this. Regarding the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says. Innaka la tahdi man ahbabd. Walakin Allah yahdi man yasha. وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ You do not, surely, indeed, verily, you do not guide who you love to guide. It's not in your hands. You don't guide whoever you want to guide. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guides whoever he wants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all aware of who is supposed to be of those who are guided. He knows who the guided ones are and he chooses them. That is from his infinite knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What was the example that we gave last week about an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanting guidance for someone, but he wasn't able to guide that person? His uncle, Abu Talib, right? And we took that example last week. If there was someone that an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam really wanted Islam for, and he just said, say one word, I will take that with that one word, I will take it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just one thing, enter into Islam. He couldn't do that to, for him. He couldn't put that faith in there, in his heart. Because that is in, ultimately in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we made mention of three sects. The Mu'tazila, the Qadariyah, and the Imamiyah. Just very, very briefly. The Mu'tazila and the Qadariyah, they have something in common. Which is the use of logic, the use of the mind over text. The use of the mind, one's intellect, over that which we have in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And Islam is free from this. Now, the second issue at hand is that the texts that they relied upon, <laughs> because they say we do have texts, and the text that the Jahmiyyah, uh, the Mu'tazila and the Qadariyyah, the text that they use wasn't from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. It was Greek philosophy. <laughs> Greek philosophy, which Islam يعني, has no need for. Has no need for. But that is what those two sects have in common. The use of logic and the use of Greek philosophy over the Quran and the Sunnah, especially in creedal matters. Especially in creedal matters. Now, we could go into that for a while, but the Imamiyah, as we mentioned, are the Shia, and as we mentioned, they are Min Akhbath al Nas and Shaykh Rusam Taymi Rahimahullah, Shaykh bin Baz Rahmatullah say that them and the Nusayriya are from the worst of the Shia. 
and in front of them, muqabilhum, yani in front of them, who are they? Who is the opposite of the Imamiyah? The Shia is one side. Who is the opposite? Sunnah. Sunnah. Shia on one side. Sunnah there. Right? So Ahlul Sunnah is of two types. Ahlul Sunnah is of two types. Ahlul Sunnah al-Am. The general Ahlul Sunnah, which is anyone other than the Shia. Anyone other than the Shia. Anyone. The Asha'ira come in this. Everyone comes under this. And then we have another concept, which is Ahlul Sunnah al-Khas. Which is the safe sect. Which is Firqatul Najiyah, the group of the victorious group, which is one line that which the Prophet was upon, and that which the Sahaba were upon, and those who followed in that way. Clear? Alhamdulillah. It wasn't that clear, was it? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he says, ala hudam min rabbihim. They are upon the guidance from their Lord. He says, they are upon nur from their Lord and istiqama. Istiqama, which is steadfastness. Upon that which has been brought to them. They are upon nur from their Lord. And istiqama, which is steadfastness, upon that which has been, led, that which has been brought to them. Now, the concept of nur, uh, some of the scholars uh, have mentioned, like Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, that Nur itself, which is generally attributed with the word Furqan, is the criteria that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives someone so that he can know what is evil and he can know what is good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala equips these, pe- these believers, these select few, with this ability to know that which is good and that which is evil. Not according to their whims and their desires. Not according to, uh, I woke up today, I'm a muttaqi today, I prayed Fajr on time, so now this is haram and this is halal. No, no, no. Upon what? Guidance, which is Al-Quran, was sunnah and that which follows in that way. Now, hudan, guidance, Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 516, after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says this is wisdom. Wisdom, understanding and clarity. Wisdom, understanding and clarity. Wisdom in the matters of the religion, clarity in the matters of the religion, and understanding in the matters of the religion. So over here, no one says that يعني, someone doesn't know how to deal with a financial issue sometimes, where he's not wise with his tasarrufat, with his spending, and saying, see, this person is not a believer. And any person who's made it uh, on Bitcoin or any of the likes, you say, this person is wise and he's got clarity. This is not the measuring stick that we go by. The measuring stick that is important is who has understanding, clarity, and wisdom regarding the matters of the religion. Al-Muhtadun, Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 516 after the hijrah of the Prophet he says, they are the saved ones. They are the saved ones. The ones who are victorious. Who are we talking about? They are. Ula'ik, right? Those who have these characteristics that are mentioned in the last two verses, right? The end result is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they're muhtadun. They are guided. What does this guidance mean? Imam Blaghawi rahimahullah says they are the saved ones, the ones who are victorious. They have been victorious through the attainment of the paradise and being saved from the hellfire. And this victory, he mentions, is 
This victory, what it means is that they will remain in eternal bliss. They will remain in eternal bliss. What does that mean? Jannah. They will be, so over here, they're the saved ones. Saved ones from what? The hellfire. Victorious by achieving what? Jannah. Now, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who died in the year 774, after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says about Al-Muhtadun, they're the successful ones in this world and the next. They're successful in this world and the next. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places guidance for them in this dunya and he guides them in the akhirah. And they are successful now and they are successful in the hereafter. Now, Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah, who died in the year 310 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says, they are the ones who are saved. Who mentioned that previously? They are the ones who are saved. The ones who attain that which they hoped for in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They attained that which they hoped for in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through what? Their actions. Because everything that came before was action. It wasn't just belief. Right? It wasn't just I like it. It wasn't just hope. It was action as well. So... Through their actions and their faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his books, his messengers, they attained success. They attained success. They are to be in eternally in the paradise. And they are protected from that which has been prepared by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his enemies as punishment. Something that is important over here is that only three of the pillars of Iman were mentioned. The belief in Allah, His books, and His messengers. Okay, in the verses we can say the belief in the afterlife as well, right? What happens to the rest of the pillars? The angels, that's one. And the other is the day of judgment, the resurrection. And Qadar, for instance, what happens to that? Imam Tabari rahimahullah didn't make mention of that. What happened to that? When someone believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and believes in the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everything that they mentioned comes under it. Everything that they informed us about comes under it. And when we say the belief in the unseen, the angels come under it, the day of judgment, resurrection come under, comes under it, and everything else that we previously mentioned, it come, comes, comes under what we just mentioned, uh, under the whole branch of that which is from the unseen. Everyone okay so far? Okay. Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymiyyah rahimahullah who died in the year 728 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He says in Bayan Talbis al-Jahmiyyah in one of his very 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 important books He says guidance, hidayah is the opposite of dalala the opposite of misguidance guidance is the opposite of misguidance and success is the opposite of misery and destruction Right? Success is the opposite of misery. And it was said by some of the Salaf that Al-Muflihun, those who attained, yani those who were successful, who are they? Are those who attained that which they sought and were saved from that which they were trying to escape. What are they trying to escape? The hellfire and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which they yani sought was what? The pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jannah. Now, this next passage is long. It took me a while to translate, not gonna lie. But patience, patience. It's from Majmu' al-Fatawa 
uh, of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, who died in the year 728 after the Hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he says, and it's يعني, under these four verses, the previous verses, after Alif Lam Mim. So it's directly the tafsir of what he's giving. It's part of that, these verses here. But he does it after the entire pact. And in this, it's a little bit of a summary. And also what comes next in the surah and something that's a defining point of these last four verses. Okay, very, very important. He says, Indeed, the believer in the unseen, if he does not believe in what was revealed upon an Nabi wasallam, and that which was revealed before him, then he is not upon guidance from his Lord, nor is he successful, nor from those who have taqwa. Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah, he says, right? The person, imagine you have someone, and he says, I believe that there's ilm al-ghayb. I believe in the unseen. I believe in angels. I believe in demons. <laughs> the jinn. I believe in it. You watch paranormal activity back in the days and khalas, you know what I mean? He believes in yani jinn. Okay? But he doesn't believe upon what that, that which has been revealed upon the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or he doesn't believe in the previous texts or the previous messengers. So over here, Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah, he makes a distinction. He says, this person is not upon guidance. He's not upon guidance. So he came with one thing, but he didn't come with the, the rest. So he says, this person is not from guidance, nor is he successful, nor does he have taqwa. And he says, just is the same with those who believed in that which was revealed upon a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that which was revealed upon those before him. If they do not believe in the unseen, this person believes that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a prophet. Right, you have people like this. Wallah, you, you have people like this. They believe in the Prophet. They say, yeah, he was a Prophet. Right? But they don't believe in the unseen. They might not believe in that which the Nabi wasallam necessarily came with, with his texts and his beliefs. Right? But they believe he's a Prophet. But they don't accept everything that's in there. Some, I swear, there's some people. Some people have even written, Wallahi, they've written biographies of the Nabi wasallam, but they refuse to enter Islam. They just did not do it. Subhanallah. They knew intricate details about Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but they refused to believe in what he came with, the message of At-Tawheed. La ilaha illallah. Continuing, he says, just is the same with those who believed in the way in, in which was revealed, in that which was revealed upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that which was revealed upon those before him, if they do not believe in the unseen, and they do not establish the prayers, and they do not establish the prayers, and do not give from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided for them in charity, they are not upon guidance from their Lord, nor are they successful, nor are they from those who have taqwa. Same concept. You come with something, but you're missing the rest of that which was mentioned in the last few verses. He says, he says this shows us that all of these characteristics of those who are guided and those who have taqwa, those who are guided by the book that was revealed upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, all of these characteristics are also necessary and they are included in it. You have to believe in all of that which has come before to be included in being part of those who believe in the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those who are guided by that which was revealed by the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now this is something important for that which comes after as well. Okay, this part here, very very important for the next 13 plus verses. Okay? Very important. He says, because Surah Al-Baqarah is 
one of the foundations of the Quran. One of the sinam of the Quran, right? Foundations of the Quran. And it is said that it was the first chapter to be revealed in Al Madina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins this chapter with four verses that describes the characteristics of the believers. It's because it was the first chapter that came into Medina, right? Because it is said that it is the first chapter that was revealed in in Al Madina. He started off this chapter, it's a big chapter of the Quran, right? He started off the first four verses regarding the believers first. Regarding the believers first. The two verses, then two verses that describe the characteristics of the disbelievers. The two verses that come right after this is regarding the disbelievers. Inna ladina kafaru. After this, right? Yes? Okay. Then summum bukmun. Okay. The next verse after that, and then he says, and over ten verses after that, describing the characteristics of the hypocrites, the munafiqeen. That's what's coming next. So four verses regarding the believers, then two verses regarding the disbelievers, who are, he says, the disbelievers that are open in their disbelief. And the last, next ten, over ten verses, he says, is about the hypocrites. Okay? He says, who's saying this? Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah Let me just say Astaghfirullah ibn Taymiyyah Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah He says For indeed After the hijrah Of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam People were of three types After the hijrah Specifically After the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam People were of three types Either believers Or disbelievers Who were openly displaying the disbelief or the hypocrites. Why did he say disbelievers who are openly displaying their disbelief? Because? Did he say because they're an open bottle? What? They're out bil marra. Okay. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. It's because the munafiqeen themselves are kuffar. They hide their disbelief. They show Islam, but they hide disbelief. And this isn't to say that anyone who has nifaqism is a munafiq. Relax, yeah? It doesn't, that's not that. But anyone who's a munafiq, who is actually a munafiq, he hides disbelief. So he's hiding disbelief, but he's showing Islam. So the disbeliever who shows his disbelief is different to the one who's pretending to be a mu'min. Inside he hates Islam. Inside he hates the Nabi So he says this happened only after Medina After the hijrah of the Prophet to Al-Medina He says this is different to the state uh, This is different to the state of when he was in Mecca And Nabi when he was in Mecca He says for indeed at that time There were no hypocrites who existed There were no hypocrites who existed In the time in the Meccan period He says this is why Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rahimahullah Imam Ahlul Sunnah He says there were no hypocrites from those who immigrated to Al-Madinah from Mecca from the Muhajirin. There was not a single munafiq. There was not a single hip- hypocrite from those who immigrated from Mecca to Al-Madinah. Now, subhanAllah, he says, and that hypocrisy was in the tribes of the Ansar, or in the tribes of the people of Medina. It did not come with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was the people who were already there. Okay. He later says, after a paragraph, he later says, 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began the chapter of Al-Baqarah and the middle of Al-Baqarah and the ending of Al-Baqarah by mentioning the faith in all that came in faith in all that came from the prophets. Right? What does the end? What's the ending of Baqarah? Aman al-Rasul. And then in the middle there's also a point of belief in all of the prophets. Right? And over here we have it as well. Those who believed in what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had and that which was revealed upon Muhammad sallallahu and that which was revealed before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, I want to focus now on one last point. One last point. Ula'ika ala hudam min rabbihim. Those, these specific few, they are upon guidance from their Lord. I want you all to just focus on one thing. Who are we trying to please when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah. Okay? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the ones who are upon guidance, who are they? These specific few. The people who have this down pat. That is what Allah wants to see. So if you are trying to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to come with these things. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see. Because He is declaring these people upon guidance. And you want to be guided so that you can be part of where the guided go. Right? So you have to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to do to be upon this guidance. He is declaring this to be guidance. That means there is nothing other than this that is guided. This is the criteria of what is guided and what is not. This is the criteria. This is the be-all, end-all. It's either yes or no. If you don't believe in the ghayb, you're not going to be part of them. If you don't believe in the Nabi Wasallam, you're not going to be part of them. If you don't give in your charity, you're not going to be part of them. Who is al-muhtadun? Who are the people that have huda from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Those people who have these characteristics. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمْ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people, they are the ones who are really, the truly, what? Successful. That means when the alif and lam is put on there, it becomes definite, right? It becomes that there is no success. No success other than this success. There is no path to any form of good except through this path. And that is the, I mean, the beauty of imagine who Allah... It's like imagine there's a, there's a test, right? And he's saying the ones who pass will fill in one, two, and three. He gives you the cheat code. He gives you everything. And he says, if you do this, you will pass. You will be of the successful. So what are you doing? Why are you looking for guidance anywhere else? Why? Now why I wanted to end with this verse and not go on to the next verse is because the next two verses are talking about the disbelievers. And then it needs two more verses. And it needs two verses. So inshallah next week we'll take both of the next two verses ta'ala, about the disbelievers and the reality of disbelief and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places a cover upon them and the type of cover that is. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam wa jazakumullahu khayran wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.